every American citizen must have an equal right to vote. The administration of elections is primarily a state and local responsibility. Whether you voted for the very first time or waited in line for a very long time, by the way, we have to fix that. Welcome to the first episode of High Turnout, Wide Margins. This is Brianna Lennon. I am a county clerk in Boone County, Missouri, and with me is my co-host. Eric Fay, Director of Elections from St. Louis County, Missouri. This is our inaugural missive out into the Elections Administration world, and uh, we just wanted to give an introduction and an overview of what we're going to be covering in this series and uh, what to expect and why we thought that this was a good idea for the four to five listeners that are going to be tuning in. High turnout, wide margins. It's something that a lot of election administrators say to each other on the eve of election day or on the morning of election day. Uh, what it really means is, you know, you hope that voters are turning out. You hope that voters are actually taking advantage of the processes that you've put into place as an elections administrator, but also that you want wide margins so that you don't have to run up against a recount potentially, and you have a smooth election day. Uh, so we thought that it was a fitting kind of way to let election administrators know that this is a podcast about elections administration, bringing on election administrators that really talk about the kind of nuts and bolts of what goes into making an election work and you know, best practices, tips and tricks, things that, you know, hey, I lay out my ballot this way and I have found that this has been really effective. And um, that's really what we want to cover. And we tried to make the introduction fit into how elections really work because they are very local. But as you heard in the beginning part, we've got quotes from past presidents. They really speak to how we have a very decentralized system. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, the quote from George W. Bush on the passage of HAVA, where he reemphasizes that elections are uh, really administered at the local level across the United States, but also President Obama's quote after the 2012 election, where there were some very long lines, and he said, quote unquote, we need to fix that, that occasionally there are things that come up uh, during elections where Congress uh, steps in and wants to make a change. I probably fall a little bit more on the spec toward the side of the spectrum where I like uh, more local control and changes in, at the state and local level. But of course, there are things throughout our history, the Voting Rights Act, the the, uh, the National Voter Registration Act or the Motor Voter Law, HAVA, the Help America Vote Act. Those are things that addressed some real issues across the country. But in this podcast, we want to talk about how those things affect local election administrators and how we try to put best practices in place to, frankly, pr uh, prevent Congress from having to come in and fix things from time to time. So hopefully it'll be fun, like you said, for the four or five people that listen, and we'll, you know, we'll see where it goes. I think probably this is, just speaking of, you know, Congress stepping in, I think this is probably the prime time to start having this conversation, because um, it's been going on for a long time. There, there are lots of conversations that happen amongst election administrators anyway. There's tons of people on Twitter and on social media. And then at these conferences that we go to both at the state level and then nationally, that these are things that we think about every day. 
Um, it's not just something that happens every two years or every four years. Uh, ways to make the elections process better is one of the reasons why election administrators end up being in the field in the first place. And we wanted to go over a little bit of how we ended up here as well. Um, a lot of people end up in this field by accident. Uh, I started um, with an interest in government and working with the League of Women Voters as one of my first internships and really enjoying that. But then kind of deviated for a while, went to law school and ended up in the uh, Missouri Attorney General's office and worked in consumer protection. And I really enjoyed doing that at the state level and had gone to law school in an area that was physically close to the Capitol because I enjoyed working in government and then had an opportunity in 2013 to join the Missouri Secretary of State's office. So that was really where I got my first introduction into what elections really entailed, how involved they were, and got to meet a lot of county clerks and local election authorities and talk to them about um, what they needed and the challenges that they faced and just really fell in love with the whole elections process. So I worked there for a couple of years and then decided that I wanted to get more involved at the county level. Uh, one of the things that I like the most is seeing how policy can be implemented and especially when there's so many different ways that a single policy can be read into different actual practical uh, effects on voters. I wanted to have a hand in making sure that it was done in a way that I thought helped voters and um, made the most sense. So I ultimately ended up running for county clerk and have been the county clerk in Boone County since 2018. So fresh off of my first presidential election and uh, really just loving getting to talk to other election administrators on their experiences and how they kind of fell into this or chose it as a career path. I guess this is my 2020 was my fourth presidential election in, in one capacity or another. My second as director of elections in St. Louis County. I kind of got my start in election administration when I was a freshman in college. I was 18 years old and I was a political science major and thought, uh, you know, what could I do to be a little more involved in the process? And when you're a freshman in college, you always need a little extra spending money. So I found out that you could sign up to be an election judge or poll worker. And in Missouri at the time, or in St. Louis County, I should say, I think the pay was about 85 bucks, which was a lot of money for me at the time. So I said, let's do it. My first election was a municipal election. And it was, it, my experience, I, I think, was a lot like what a lot of people envision election day voting to be, even though it's quite often not that way, especially anymore. But I was assigned to a polling place near my home. Uh, the, the, the supervisors, the two election judge supervisors there, the Democrat and Republican, they were World War II vets who had been doing it forever. And once we got there in the morning, their main concern was uh, setting up a pot for people, the poll workers, to uh, bet money to, on the turnout for the day, which is you know probably illegal. But that was their thing. They did every election, you could tell. So we had a great day. We had great camaraderie. Everybody got along great. It was the old precinct-based polling place model where everybody from the neighborhood comes around. Everybody knew everybody. 
you know, people brought food, people talked. It was a very collegial atmosphere. And at the end of the day, the two supervisors, as they were divvying up the, the pot from, from throughout the day, and by the way, they would kind of up the ante throughout the day as more people would come in and say, okay, we've had 100 people now. What do you think? Turnout's going to you know, be X or Y? Everybody put a little, another quarter in the pot kind of thing. So it was a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, they were the two supervisors were sitting there uh, figuring out the pot, and they looked down the table at me, and they said, hey, kid, you kind of acted interested in what was going on here. So they pushed all the reconciliation forms down to me and said, hey, get this all figured out and, and filled out. And when we're done divvying up this pot, we'll be all done. Everybody can go home. So that was my introduction to election administration. And it was a great experience for me. I was by far the, the youngest person there, not only working, but also voting, it seemed like. And initially when I walked in in the morning, the other poll workers didn't believe that I was supposed to be there. And I had this, this card that the election board would send to give you your assignment. So I had to pull the card out of my pocket and say, no, I'm here from the election board. So they, they let me sit down, but it, you know, the bug kind of bit me from there and um, never would I have dreamed that I would end up as director of election uh, in St. Louis County, but here I am still not knowing exactly what to do with myself. But as I kept going through the process, I, I saw things in the process I thought could be better. So that's what kept my interest. And that's what kept me wanting to go on to do more within the field of election administration. So here I am still trying to make the process work better. And hopefully this podcast will not only help whoever listens to it, but also help you and me uh, figure out how to do things a little bit better and make this experience better for voters uh, and for the folks who work in our office. Yeah, I mean, really selfishly on, on my part, I hope that this educates me a lot on, on areas because there are so many different aspects of elections administration and so many different ways to do it depending on what works best for your jurisdiction. My, my county has about 120,000 voters on the roll. And we're a fast growing county, but that doesn't mean that we're ever going to reach, you know, a million voters, but St. Louis County has substantially more than that and is the largest jurisdiction in the state. And so we're obviously going to do things different ways, but there's still a lot to be shared and gleaned from each other. And uh, I think that's true really across the country, even as we're doing things differently with different laws and no excuse absentee versus early voting versus excuse absentee. There's still ways that we can reach voters and make it a good experience for people because we want people to go and be election judges and poll workers and come to a polling place and say, this was a really good experience. I feel like I made a difference in my vote or that my voice really mattered um, and that they're not, you know, walking away saying this was a complete disaster and I am I'm never going to do this again uh, and the first time that somebody votes is always you know it could go either way and so it's important to be mindful of that I think I think that's a great point especially your point about the differences in the size of jurisdictions and the different challenges we have and I that sounds normal, I think, to most Americans and especially to American election administrators, but it's really not normal internationally. You know, one of the things I do from time to time is observe elections in other countries. And 
the United States is really abnormal in that uh, election administration is extremely decentralized. And there, there are 50, or if you include Washington, Washington DC, 51 different election laws across the United States. And there are a lot of different ways of doing things. So that's why I think hopefully this podcast is, is necessary and can be helpful because in other countries, you know, in Germany and Japan and, uh, you know, Canada, places like that, there's pretty much just one election law across the country. There's really not so much of a need for election administrators to learn from each other about, you know, different ways of doing things. So I, I think it's it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, as we go through this process, however long we, we do this podcast for, we can hear from people from different size jurisdictions, hear from people that work in, in various sizes of jurisdictions and, and what their challenges are and how they meet those challenges. So I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that is overlooked sometimes in the decentralized nature is that it's different literally from next door county to next door county. It's not something that, you know, oh, everyone in Missouri even runs the same way. There are so many variations. And in some cases, there's a lot of latitude in the law. So it's not even that, you know, everybody's got this one set of way to do it because the law says to do it one way, it's that people interpret it differently as well. So you can go from one county to another in at least, I mean, I'm speaking only for Missouri because that's the one that I have experience in, but you can see very different ways of running elections in the same legal structure. Um, and, you know, none of them are necessarily wrong. They're, they all, have integrity. We are confident in the the outcomes of all of them, but they're all just slightly different. And you can hear that from voters too that come in from other counties where they go, oh, that's not what I'm used to. That's a, that's a new way of doing things. Or, you know, it's always nice when somebody says, oh, that's something cool that I've never seen before. Um, so that's always neat. And we want everybody to be able to say that. We want everyone to have a, you know, cool thing that their county can do. I also really look forward to hearing from f other folks in this field because one unique thing I think about election administration or probably other things within the wider field of public administration is that we're not necessarily competing against each other. You know, in private business, if you're trying to make the best widget, you don't want to talk to your competitor about how to make the best widget because they're your competitor. But in elections, if you're talking about the best way of processing mail ballots or the best way of setting up a polling place, you talk to other people in the field and they're very open to share their experiences with you. Maybe you can learn from them and, and do it better within your own jurisdiction, because if we all succeed, that's, that's just good for voters everywhere. And if there's no real competition in that regard. So that's that's one thing I really love about election administrators. They're, they're very open to, to sharing. And I know one at one conference, uh, she mentioned, I really employ the case method, the copy and steal everything method uh, from all my friends and peers. So hopefully we'll be able to provide a little bit of that to people if they tune in from time to time. Yeah, that I think is definitely one of the goals is especially for um, election authorities that are in smaller areas or um, offices that handle a multitude of responsibilities, not just elections, because oftentimes, 
my office, the county clerk's office doesn't just do elections. We also handle all of the commission minutes and we do notaries and that's different all across the country. Some are recorders and clerks, some are uh, handling DMV records as well. And you don't really have that much time to sit and think about, oh, this process that I've done for the last 15 years, the exact same way. Maybe we should totally reformat that and do it completely differently. And I'm gonna spend all my time trying to figure out how that is. But hopefully we can pique some people's interest and oh, I've never heard something done that way. That might be an interesting avenue to explore and start some conversations that, uh, especially in the time of COVID, we've been missing out on conferences where those would naturally come up and be able to be good discussion points. Hopefully this kind of fills that, that gap. Yeah, I always enjoy going to conferences. Uh, I almost always come home from them somewhat dejected because I like hearing what other people are doing. And when I see what all everybody else is doing or certain other people are doing, I'm like, man, why, why didn't I do that? Or that's really cool. I wish I could do that. And so I come home and I try to take pieces and parts of what I've heard from other people and try to institute those. So again, this podcast comes out of somewhat of a selfish place. I think I should admit at least <laughs> I'm hoping to learn and find out new things from other people that I can try to take and implement in my own backyard. Yeah, we certainly don't have all the answers. We're not doing this because we have all of the answers that we're hoping to impart on everyone, our profound wisdom. We are here to share information and hopefully bring some voices together that are actual experts in a lot of different areas and share what's worked in theirs and uh, just cool things on the horizon. There's so many things changing in the elections administration world today from different cybersecurity recommendations to risk limiting audits and all different types of academic work that didn't used to exist in the public administration field. Certainly not when I was getting a degree in public administration. So I am so thrilled to explore that in the future. Yep. My master's degree is in public administration as well. And when I was going through that degree program, my thrust was election administration and we were just, I think, in the beginning stages of a lot of academic research in that regard and uh, writing in that regard, but there was nobody else in the program with me who really had any interest in election administration from a practitioner's point of view, for sure. So I think the field continues to build. It continues to professionalize, and I think we'll just become extremely famous from doing this podcast and popular. <laughs> One of the things that we'd really like to do is make sure that this is interactive. So you can always reach out to us and suggest a topic to talk about or ask questions. And we will try to find the answers for you and see what we can do to get guests on the show that would be interesting to listen to, but also really, really educational. The elections administration world is really fortunate to have so much talent in it and so much talent that is willing to talk about it and not just you know as you said we're not in competition with each other and there are a lot of people that will give out all of their secrets for free absolutely so if you do have something to ask us or recommend or request 
you can reach out to us at highturnoutwidemargins at gmail.com and we will get in touch with you. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Please join us on the next episode of High Turnout Wide Margins for exciting coverage of election administration topics. Hope you tune in.